The Fantasy Football Show. You want the latest info. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today is too close to call. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I have no backup. The Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's right. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Good Sunday morning to you folks out there in Radioland. I am Jeff Meller, and I'm here with you to help you set your fantasy football lineup. 312-332-3776 is how you can always get in to chats about your dilemmas this morning. Uh, usually, if you're just joining us at this time, we run through quickly at the top of the show. What's the latest injury news is regarding all the big-name players that you are worrying about in your fantasy football lineup. So we will do that here in a moment. Just want to remind you, you can always get after it on Twitter as well. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M E. L-L-E-R. You can also enter the Twitch chat room. We're on Twitch now, ESPN 1000 Chicago. That's how you uh, check us out there. Smiling at you folks on Twitch right now. Um, We will uh, check in the Twitch chat room later in the show. And uh, that's about it for now. We'll get after it here. Here's some of the highlights. Good opening drive. Aaron Jones in the backfield. Try to get him going, and he's got a seam. Aaron Jones still on his feet. Jones So Aaron Jones is a little bit tricky here. He suffered a calf strain on Thursday, Friday. He said that he was confident that he would play, but there was a report yesterday from Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette that the plan is for Jones not to play. Now, I've also seen this morning from Tom Pelissaro that that, uh, the Packers will test Aaron Jones this morning. But I think you would certainly have to be prepared with a backup plan right now because it seems like there's enough smoke here that Aaron Jones is certainly a possibility of not playing today. Again, there's, there does seem to be some realistic possibility he does go as well. So this one's a straight, let's check it as the inactives roll in right around 1030 local time here in Chicago and uh, figure out whether or not he's a go. If he is, obviously he's too good not to have in your lineup. I have made some plans. I have a roster where I have Jamal Williams on the team. I will say, I think there is certainly a possibility, too, though, that A.J. Dillon handles some of the workload with, if, uh, if Aaron Jones is indeed out. I wouldn't feel comfortable using A.J. Dillon unless you're absolutely desperate. Maybe you're an Aaron Jones owner in a bigger, deeper league where there's not many options available. In that case, I can understand using A.J. Dillon. Wouldn't feel comfortable using him otherwise, though. Jamal Williams, if Aaron Jones is out, I can sneak him into my lineup uh, in that flex spot probably for a lot of people. So that's kind of how I'm uh, currently approaching the Aaron Jones situation. The biggest thing is obviously wait and check out if he is active or inactive around 1030 when they roll in today. On first down, here's a pitch to the left. Nixon down to the five. Fighting for the goal line. Touchdown, Bengals, as Mixon takes it the final 11 yards and begins a dance in the back of the end zone. So Joe Mixon is out today. We got word about that earlier this week. No need to really 
linger on it because we know that he is not going to play today. Gio Bernard will step in and probably see the majority of the touches in that role. So just based on that, the way fantasy football is, he is probably a start for most folks who have him in their lineup. Definitely like that flex option for you there because of the touches we expect him to see. He does have a little bit more difficult matchup against the Cleveland Browns. So Gio Bernard, somebody who I will use, but I don't feel like I have to have him. And it's he's not somebody who will step in Joe Mixon's place and necessarily be you know close to one for one like like Boston Scott stepping in for Miles Miles Sanders on Thursday. I felt pretty confident about him replicating a large portion of what Sanders can do. Uh, Gio Bernard, not nearly as strong or a as a an electric runner. So I would use him in certain situations, but not a must-start by any means. Kamara starts in the slot. Passes to Thomas. He's gone. Touchdown, Saints. All right, so the New Orleans Saints have themselves a wide receiver problem right now. Michael Thomas again ruled out. He now has a hamstring injury after the high ankle sprain that kept him out for multiple weeks earlier this year. Then a suspension, a, a team-imposed suspension after getting into an altercation with a teammate last week. He has now since injured his hamstring this week and is now not going to play what do you do with Michael Thomas if you're an owner? Well, it's something where if you get a decent offer and you want to move off of it, I can completely understand that and would, you know, you don't just give them away, but if there's somebody out there who thinks they're going to buy low on Michael Thomas at this point and you're just frustrated and more importantly, if you're maybe hovering around 500 and you really need some type of production and you can maybe get yourselves get yourself like a Stefan Diggs I'm just kind of like, you know, spitballing here names. Like if you wanted to go uh, like for like receiver, uh, you know, trade there. I think Stefan Diggs for Michael Thomas would certainly be something that I would entertain as a Thomas owner. Um, I would say if somebody was willing to trade you Terry McLaurin, I would probably make that deal. Um, so just a couple names I'm thinking out, the, out loud here that I would be, I would consider moving Michael Thomas for at this point if you need a win. Now, if you've been cruising along and maybe you're five and one or four and two here and you feel pretty good about your team don't don't give him away obviously because you will have a huge boon when he does if and when he does finally return the one thing i'll say though is that players returning from high ankle sprains during the season don't always return to you know the exact production that you were hoping for and now we've seen he's been you know compromised again with a hamstring injury so it's just something that i'm a little bit concerned about right now as a michael thomas owner Emmanuel Sanders also ruled out, ruled out today with uh, COVID. He's been placed on the COVID-19 list, so he will not be there. I think the biggest takeaway for me personally is that um, if you were trying to bury your head in the sand maybe and pretend like Drew Brees was going to be the old Drew Brees at some point this year, and maybe I was actually in some cases because I thought with Thomas and when he returned, the team had enough weapons, I will say Without Thomas, without Sanders, I am not very intrigued with the idea of starting Drew Brees this week against the Panthers. So I would probably uh, look for other options this week without Thomas on the field. Tannehill, under pressure, going to throw it deep, has his man open down the middle of the field, and he's got him, A.J. Brown, to the end zone for the touchdown. 91 yards. 
AJ Brown looks like he should be available today, so that is good news. But uh, and he's just so dynamic. Obviously, he is a huge playmaker for Ryan Tannehill when he's in that offense. The play action uh, that the Tennessee Titans really execute amongst the best in the league, if not the best, uh, is something that uh, A.J. Brown really benefits from. It looks like he should be available today, even though he was absent from practice early in the week. So that is good good news. Looks like he's good to go. No fears. This, though, uh, may be a bigger concern. Third down and goal from the four. Murray fires. Touchdown! And it's DeAndre Hopkins all alone in the back of the end zone to catch the touchdown pass. Hopkins is going to be a game-time decision. Looks like he's going to have to give it a test in pregame warm-ups. The issue here is that the Cardinals and Seahawks game has been moved to Sunday night football as a result of the Raiders' COVID scare. So Raiders and Bucks pushed up to 305, which means that the Seahawks and Cardinals is problematic for DeAndre Hopkins' owners. It's an ankle injury that he's been dealing with for the last few weeks. He has played, so that is encouraging, but I just want forewarn you that uh, there's a possibility here that DeAndre Hopkins could be a, an inactive, and you, as a Hopkins owner, better make sure that you have an alternative to go with in case he can't, whether that happens to be you know somebody like Tyler Lockett, if you're fortunate enough to have him as an, on your bench, or maybe, um, maybe a Rams wide receiver tomorrow night like uh, Cooper Cup or Robert Woods, if you're deep, you know, obviously, just make sure you have a wide receiver on your bench that you can turn to in the event that uh, Hopkins is not able to go. Again, we will not know about him until uh, until later tonight during uh, pregame warm-ups for the Arizona Cardinals. Where does Darnold go here on 34? Throw to the end zone wide open is Crowder for the touchdown. Jamison Crowder has been ruled out for the Jets, so go ahead and remove him from your lineup if he was in. Not obviously, you, most people don't want any part of that uh, Jets offense, and understandably so. But Crowder actually in PPR formats has been a reliable source of points. So he is somebody who actually uh, more than more than that in PPR scoring. Jamison Crowder has generally, when he's been active, found a way to be a fairly uh, steady fantasy producer. So that is a bit of a bummer for Crowder owners out there. Um, but uh, he is going to be out today for the Jets. All right, 312-332-3776. I am Jeff Meller on the Fantasy Football Show here on ESPN 1000. Let's kick things off with Mike, who is in Mount Prospect. Good morning, Mike. What's going on, man? Hey, Jeff. How are you, buddy? I am excellent. Hey, I've got a PPR question here, full point. Uh, I've got, uh, I picked up um, Giovanni Bernard. Mm-hmm. Uh, my ironically, my opponent had Nick Mixon and didn't know about that until too late. There you go. Love so that. I could start him or McKinnon, um, who's at New England. Sure. So, Mike, as I, uh, Jerry McKinnon has been, uh, when he's been, you know, the featured back, a personal favorite of mine. He's, uh, he's uh, got that uh, explosive uh, ability where he can break off long ones. But this year he has not been as productive as a runner. Right. When uh, he's you know when he's been uh, when he stepped in for Raheem Mostert and I do think that uh, if you've been following you know anybody uh, on social media of late you've seen that Jamichael Hasty is somebody who was a little he was more explosive in the run game at the end of the game for the 49ers last week against the Rams so there's a possibility especially too with uh, Jeff Wilson kind of being more of a goal line back not really much more than that uh, Jamichael Hasty 
could be more involved in the actual running aspect of the game. So I think in this week alone, I would be okay using Gio Bernard. I'm a little concerned about what McKinnon's workload is going to be, Mike. So okay. I think I would play it safe knowing that Gio Bernard is going to be the featured back for the uh, Bengals this week. Great. Hey, Jeff, the Tunyon. Uh, the tight yes, end. Robert Tunyon. Play? It looks like he is going to go. Thank you. I did have him on my highlights, but... I uh, didn't want to uh, go too long with the highlights there. But Robert Tunyon um, rhymes with Funyon, we found out this week. Robert Tunyon uh, looks like he's going to be available for the Packers, so you can uh, probably feel safe. Again, I always, though, add the caveat. Make sure that you check the uh, – this is for everybody, not you. I know you know, Mike, but for everybody out there, make sure you always just double-check those game day inactives. They roll in usually usually right around 10.30, between 10.30 and 11. Make sure you double and triple-check those because a guy who's dealing with an ankle injury like Tunyon, if something happens unfortunate in pregame, you know, it's kind of out of my hands telling you here at, you know, 8, 12 in the morning. So, that's my one caveat. It looks like he's going to be a go from all the latest right. reports, but uh, definitely. Well, Jeff, Jeff, you, Jeff, you and, and Tyler, you guys are the best. Thanks so much for taking me. Ah, thanks for the kind words, Mike. We do appreciate hearing from you every Sunday morning. Let's try Tom, who is in Bridgeport. What's up, Tom? How you doing? Good morning, Jeff. How are you? Tom? I am excellent. A lot of injuries are killing us, huh? Um, I need three of these five, okay? Um, none PPR. Melvin Gordon or Dell Beckham. Tim Patrick from Denver, mm-hmm. Alan Robinson, or Ruggs? All right. Ruggs. Sure. So, you know what, uh, Tom, I would use Alan Robinson. I, you know, he's just always such a, a huge part of the Bears' offense. You know he's pretty safe there. Um, I would use uh, Odell. I know it's unfortunate. Baker Mayfield's driving me crazy. But I, I have a hard time getting away from Odell's talent because, you see, he's one of the few you know players in the league who's capable of doing what he did that three touchdown game again. I know that was against the Dallas Cowboys defense, but he does have, he does have that special talent. So whereas the other guys are giving me not nearly, uh, you know, well, rugs may have it, but we have yet to see it, you know, so I, I can't count on him just yet. So I would use Odell, A-Rob, and then I would plug in Melvin Gordon. It does. Uh, he's going to be active today and it looks like he's going to step in and be the featured back again for the Broncos. So, how about Jackson from the Chargers? Is he still is he healthy? Justin Jackson uh, is questionable, but expected to to go today. So that is if if you, that's another situation though too with Josh Kelly and just uh, the 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 run game for the Chargers has not really been impressive this year. They've done well with Herbert and throwing the ball, but uh, offensively getting any push with the with the offensive line has kind of been a problem for them, Tom. So I okay. would not use Jackson over Gordon today. I would just uh, stick with Melvin Gordon. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Anyway. Yeah, thank you, my man. Appreciate the call. Again, uh, Tom drops off, which leaves the line open for you. 312-332-3776. I am Jeff Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show. We mentioned Henry Ruggs there. It's that weekly, uh, it's become a weekly segment on the fantasy football show where we have to jump into COVID corner and see what's going on there. So we will find out, should you actually consider benching Josh Jacobs? Talk about that next. The fantasy football show is back with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. If I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. i got no backup. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. It's 
Boston goal of the two. And here it is Jacobs for the touchdown. Second touchdown of the game for Jacobs. So Josh Jacobs, who is clearly a top 10 running back in fantasy football, if you're a Josh Jacobs owner, you were probably concerned when you saw the news about right tackle Trent Brown testing positive for COVID-19 earlier this week, and then the entire offensive line forced to quarantine. Um, good news is in tests in Las Vegas and New Orleans. The NFL hotspots are negative, a source says, according to Adam Schefter. All games are on today. And more importantly for Jacobs owners, those four starting offensive linemen will be eligible to play. So the Raiders offensive line will be mostly intact against a very difficult proposition as they take on the Bucks today. I will say if you if you're fortunate enough to have a a great, you know, alternative at running back, and I understand that Jacobs is pretty high up there. I do think the lack of uh, ability to really do much of much practicing at all, and the fact that the Bucks are a very stiff defensive uh, opposition they're going up against today, it's going to be hard to advise benching Jacobs. But for full transparency, uh, I have Todd Gurley and um, Derrick Henry and. Um, uh, Ronald Jones, and I'm playing all three of those guys over Josh Jacobs. Now, uh, you know, and when you say Ronald Jones, Ronald Jones has really taken hold of the Bucks backfield and has been, you know, dominant in terms of fantasy for the last three weeks. And if you've seen the Raiders have been a sieve to op- opposing running backs, they've just given up huge numbers every week to whoever they're going up up against in terms of uh, the run game. So Ronald Jones, that's a tasty matchup, and I am actually starting him over Josh Jacobs. So I will say you need a lot of great options to consider benching Josh Jacobs, but uh, this is the one week where I actually might stick him on the pine if you have some decent alternatives. But you have to be very strong at the running back spot for me to advocate that. But I am actually doing that this week. So just uh, for full transparency for the folks out there. Let's go to Dan, who is in Glenview, who I believe has a Josh Jacobs question of his own. What's up, Dan? Jeff, my man, you are exactly right. I do have a Josh Jacobs issue. Um, So here, I got Josh Jacobs, Kareem Hunt, Kenyon Drake, and DeAndre Swift in a PPR. I need two of the four. Yeah, those are those are some strong. I'm going to stay away from Swift right now, Dan. I need, and I know it looks tasty. The Falcons defense. Um, obviously, the one thing I'll say is that the Falcons defense is, is you know, their bigger issues are in the secondary. Um, so I, I personally would stay away from Swift right now, just because I, I need to see it a second week because I can very easily see Adrian Peterson still having more carries. This week, you right. know, so I need that two weeks in a row before I consider starting Swift over all of the three names that you gave me there. So I'm, I'm putting Hunt in the lineup. He's going to play today. He's got the Bengals. Uh, you know, that that's just too good to pass up. And then it comes down to Jacobs versus Drake for me. And I am I in that situation would probably use Drake. I'm concerned right, a little man. bit. You know, I, I like the Bucks defense is one of those one of the one of the three or four really elite defenses that actually gives me trepidation. And honestly, Dan, I, it's, it's also in conjunction with the COVID scare for the entire offensive line that kind of freaks me out about Josh Jacobs this week. So I would use uh, Hunt and Drake. 
All right, thanks for that, Jeff. Go hey, Bears. Yes, sir. Go Bears. We will also uh, be here uh, tomorrow night, uh, myself and Howard Griffith, breaking down the Bears-Rams game for, just as we are after every Bears game, for two hours, taking your calls, letting you uh, be the first to react. So make sure you lock us in right as soon as the game goes final, because I will be here with Howard Griffith breaking down the Bears game. Uh, let's try Joe, who's in Naperville. Hey, Joe. Uh, hey, how you doing? I got uh, Dalton Schultz or Logan Thomas. Hmm, interesting. Um, I think I would use Logan Thomas. He now, I'll admit that not, you know he really hasn't been extremely productive this year, but he's still seeing a large number of targets in the passing game for Washington football team. And yeah. Schultz right now, um, you know, I was more intrigued with him while Dak was under center with Andy Dalton right now. He's not like Andy Dalton's not a complete zero, but he's certainly nowhere near, you know, as uh, you know, fantasy goodness as Dak Prescott is. So I would use Logan Thomas this week, mostly because um, I like the matchup for him as opposed to uh, Dalton Schultz. All right. Thank you. All right. Let's try, uh, let's see, let's go to Tom, who is in Hoffman Estates. Hey, Tom. Hey, how's it going, Jeff? Not too I bad. I got a major wide receiver uh, conundrum. I have Devontae Adams, so that's a start. Uh, but uh, I have Robbie Anderson, Chase Claypool, or do I actually bench Mike Evans, who is pretty much just a recently a just a touchdown-dependent wide receiver? Um, so you need... You need so Adams is locked in. So you're asking me, you need two of three between Evans, Claypool, and Robbie Anderson, right? Uh, three, three out of four. I got I, I got Anderson as my flex uh, with with Mostert out. So he's he's been pushed into the flex. Sure. Okay. So, but you're locking in Adams, right? Like he's a no brainer. Yeah, so. Adams no brainer lock. Okay. So Evans, Claypool, and Anderson, and you need two of those guys. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm still keeping. I I've been uh, championing. Chase Claypool all season. So anybody who's listened to the show or if you listen to Carmen yeah. and Yerko when I push the, uh, you know, on Tuesdays when I give out the weekly waiver tips, I've been advocating for Chase Claypool before it was cool, before he scored four touchdowns, Tyler. Um, so I'm not, you know, I, I'm going to keep him in the lineup. And yeah, Robbie Anderson certainly has been very productive this year, but I'll admit I have a soft spot for Mike Evans. And you're right. He has been... He's been totally tight, t- uh, touchdown dependent, but I I, it, and you, I understand you it. Never but, know, you, go ahead. You never know with Brady who he's going to throw to each week. It's back to the old New England days. You don't know who if he's going to throw to mm-hmm. uh, uh, if, Godwin, Gronk. Yeah, no, you're yeah. right. Look, listen, Tom. There's a reason he is one of the greatest of all time, and I do. Obviously, there's a big signing that happened this week that I'm going to break down in about five minutes and really get into as well. Yeah. But this week, I'm still going to use Mike Evans over Robbie Anderson. I just, uh, he, for me, Mike Evans right now is still a top 12 wide receiver in fantasy that I, I usually cannot get away from starting those guys. If you had, look, but I will, yeah. and this is the one thing I always, I will always say to Tom, thanks for the call. I'll always mention, look. If you have a strong feeling and you just don't like the way things are going, this is your fantasy football team. I mean, I'm here to give you advice and try and we can talk things through. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you are the one who gets to make the call. And if you have a strong feeling about it, go for it. I, you know, I, that's the one thing is I do this show, um, but I cannot predict the future. And, and a lot of people, Tyler, they just assume, hey, Meller's got his own fantasy football show. He knows what's going to happen today. Chase Claypool, you predicted the future. Hey, that's so, a good well point. Done. Well done. You, you know what? You, 
you're right. That's my bad. I shouldn't say I can predict the future and then say I can't. So that's true. Good point by you. Uh, let's try Scott, who's in Milwaukee. What's up, Scott? All right. So I'm going to tell you in the all the years that I've been listening to you, you've probably been about 90% right on the advice you've given me. So give yourself a little more credit. Ah, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. So, yeah, this is a non-PPR one. Um, if you could help me with three of these four, Melvin Gordon, Gio Bernard, Robert Woods, and Tyler Lockett, three of the four non-PPR. I also have Josh Jacobs, and so maybe that figures into some of this too. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm putting Woods and Lockett in as no-brainers right, um, right off the bat. That feels pretty safe. Then it's just a matter of Bernard versus Gordon. Uh, you know, Gio Bernard for a long time, I feel like people who – who do any type of fantasy football talk, remember the heyday of Gio Bernard when he was, you know, the uh, the counterpiece to Rudy Johnson. And, like, he was the, the fresh young, you know, guy who was going to take the job. And, and he just hasn't been that guy, in, you know, in a few years now. And I, I just think right now, uh, Melvin Gordon for me, I, and, and listen, the DUI is obviously the the elephant in the room right now that I cannot, tell you how the Broncos are going to handle that, but all indications are, Scott, that um, he, after last week, after he was out last week, he's going to step in, and until the league uh, impor- uh, imposes some type of uh, punishment, they're going to right now give him the featured back role. So uh, I think I would use Melvin Gordon over Giro Bernard, just because Bernard, even though it's good to be you know the featured back for a day, he's not nearly he's not the guy joe mixon is so i don't trust him nearly as much as uh melvin gordon with the 15 to 20 touches that i expect for both and would you keep would you keep jacobs in the lineup and instead of bernard i would yeah yeah okay. yeah and and that because that's kind of one of my the threshold where at a certain point i'm like you know what josh jacobs is just too talented and geo you know even though we expect him to be the featured back there's still much still a little too much uncertainty for me to go ahead and trust him at this point over josh jacobs who you know, again, I, I have my concerns, but he's still uh, just a better overall player. So, Great. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank uh, you. Thanks for the love, Scott. I do appreciate the compliment from you. Again, this is the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Jeff Meller here on ESPN 1000. As I alluded to earlier, Antonio Brown, he has picked a landing spot, and it is with a familiar quarterback. How does that affect the entire Tampa Bay Buccaneers receiving core? We'll discuss next. Is your tight end in or out? Don't answer that. Is your backfield in good shape? Uh, never mind. Welcome back to ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Brady, end zone, caught by Brown, touchdown, New England. Antonio Brown, the newest Patriot, plunging into the stands in his hometown. That didn't last long. All of one game last year when Antonio Brown stepped in for the Patriots and had a productive first game in limited number of snaps, scored a touchdown. Tom Brady was very happy for about 24 hours, and then the Patriots subsequently decided that uh, there was too much baggage there and he needed to be released. And we have some clarity this week as Antonio Brown has chosen to reunite with Tom Brady, signs a one-year incentive-laden deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he is currently serving an eight-game suspension, which means 
he will be eligible to return in week nine. Now, the Bucks still have a bye week to come here this season. I believe it's week 13, but uh, I will double check that here in a moment. Antonio Brown is a dynamic fantasy football player. He is, you know, when he left the game for his hiatus, uh, self-imposed, obviously, because of his own issues, he was the top wide receiver in fantasy football in PPR scoring. I think it was, you know, undeniable. Yes, the Bucks have the week 13 bye. So Antonio Brown will be eligible to return in week nine against the Saints and be added to the plethora of weapons at Tom Brady's disposal. He's already got Mike Evans. We just talked about that last segment with one of our previous callers. We have, He's got Chris Godwin, who's been dealing with some, you know, uh, concussion and soft tissue hamstring injuries this season. He's got Gronk. Um, they lost O.J. Howard, so that's, you know, there's some targets that Antonio Brown can obviously uh, take away there in that offense. But what does this mean for Evans and Godwin probably is the most important question because I don't think I need to tell you this advice, but if, you, if for whatever reason Antonio Brown has not been scooped up already in your league, do so today before the games start so that you can just grab him and have him on your roster if you have the capability of making a free agent ad on a Sunday. Do not wait. Go now. You know, stop what you're doing. Uh, you know, leave, leave the radio on, but go ahead and uh, check out your, open up your app and pluck Antonio Brown from the free agency pool because when he returns after a, I would say, give him a game, and I would feel pretty confident saying that I expect him to be, you know, if not the most important weapon, I he will be you know one A to Mike Evans, and I think Chris Godwin probably takes the biggest hit personally in um, in terms of fantasy numbers. I think Evans, what he you know, if you look at in terms of you know what who's like now, Antonio Brown is going to play on the outside, which is. That is good for Chris Godwin because he can still work in the slot. But Antonio Brown's going to move all over the field. They're going to scheme to get him open. And assuming that he's anything close to what he once was, and you know, I he's only not played football for a year now. He was in training camp last year with the Raiders, even though he didn't actually play most of the season. So he's not somebody who's had this long layoff, and you have to wonder, like Gronk, I think. I think he's explosive enough where I expect him to step in and be, I think, a top 15 wide receiver in fantasy You know, once he gets his feet wet. I feel pretty confident about that and very likely I think I could easily see him being a top 10 wide receiver as well. So for Evans, Evans to me still in the top 20. I think Godwin though takes a hit and if somebody is interested in trading for Chris Godwin this week or next week, especially if Chris Godwin has a big game this week, I would be shopping him because I am concerned in the long term for fantasy just how productive Chris Godwin will be during your fantasy football playoffs. Now, It's not like this is an injury related thing either with brown he's just had a little bit of layoff exactly. if anything he's going to be full fully healthy at this point which is a good thing for no him. yeah good point tyler like gronk was we could see him breaking down the last couple of years we knew that if he came back you know there was always there was everyone speculating that it was good for his body maybe he'll be you know even better but we've seen he's just he's just been broken down by football so much that he's not nearly the same player he once was um but uh, so I do want to make one quick correction, too, before we get to the uh, chat room and Twitch. Uh, Tyler, do you recall Rudy Johnson? Do I? I now, saw his name pop up this week and I cannot remember so why. Well, I, I just said I just maybe you just heard me say it. Um, I mentioned Rudy Johnson back when, you know, Gio Bernard was a fresh young pup. And this just goes to show how old I am, because I wanted to ask you if you even knew who he was, because I tend to get apparently 
my big plotting running backs who wore the number 32 for the Bengals confused because I was actually thinking of Jeremy Hill, but Rudy Johnson was Jeremy Hill before Jeremy Hill was Jeremy Hill. What about Hill. Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, too? He's yeah, a- see, not nearly in the same um, ballpark because uh, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis made his heyday. Uh, his heyday was with the Patriots, and he never was a like a fantasy monster. Jeremy Hill and Rudy Johnson were both first-round picks in fantasy football. Right. I think Rudy Johnson was probably one of those guys in my first-ever league. He yeah. was one of those... Back when, Ty- like, yeah. back when Tyler was six, like 13 mm-hmm. years ago. Yep, so exactly. All right, Tyler, what do we got inside the ESPN 1000 twi- Twitch room? Again, you can uh, follow us and watch us on Twitch. ESPN 1000 Chicago. All right, let's kick it off with the receiver question. T. Higgins or Robbie Anderson? This one's coming from Harris AMK. I would use Robbie Anderson... I like T. Higgins, but I will say I'm a little concerned, and I think he's, again, I, I said, I think a couple weeks ago, I think you could go ahead and cut A.J. Green, um, at, and certainly I had no problem with it at the time. He was better last week, and I think A.J. Green, if you're really you know in deeper leagues and you're really looking for a wide receiver, I think he's somebody who, again, I, maybe he's finally getting healthy, but A.J. Green is, again, worth an ad, I think, you know, in deeper leagues if you're looking for some wide receiver help, which means that T. T. Higgins, his uh, production may be eaten into. So I would use Robbie Anderson this week. All right, PPR league here from Deadhead1711, looking for two running backs, Todd Gurley, David Johnson, or Ronald Jones? Oh, easily for me. Uh, I'm going Gurley and Ronald Jones. And I talked about Ronald Jones, how I think Ronald Jones with another big week could easily kind of start to push into that right around that, you know, 10-11 range for, for uh, running backs in fantasy because he's been really, really good. And the Bucks are in a situation where now you see really good defense. Uh, you've got Tom Brady at the helm who puts them in good positions. So if Ronald Jones doesn't do the thing that Ronald Jones has been doing the last couple of years, where whether it's been putting the ball on the ground at uh, you know unfortunate times or missing blitz pickups, he you know it's been three really good games in a row, and he may have finally um, delivered on what the Bucks thought they saw when they drafted him. All right, well we know how where you stand on one of these guys that I'm about to rattle off here, but two of four in a PPR league: James Robinson, Ronald Jones, Kenyon Drake, and David Montgomery. Two of four. Uh, yeah, so I would definitely use Jones. I'm crossing off Montgomery. And who were the la- the other two? Kenyon Jam- Drake and, and Robinson. James Robinson. Yeah, let's. I would use Kenyon Drake. Uh, the Seahawks defense has been abysmal. And so um, I would use Drake this week. And Ronald Jones, as I said, I feel really good about him this week against the Raiders. All right. Josh Jacobs or DeAndre Swift? Yeah. And, and, and this is two guys who I'm a little uncertain about, but... What I'm not uncertain about is the volume for Josh Jacobs. He should see 20 touches. Um, I would imagine that, you know, it, it, again, I've I, I've talked about it all show. I'm a little bit concerned. But DeAndre Swift, you know, he looked good last week. But I don't know that you can necessarily trust that he's going to have the same volume that he had. Adrian Peterson is still on the roster. He's still somebody who they like to run between the tackles. And so that, to me, limits DeAndre Swift's upside. I need to see a few consecutive weeks from... Uh, from Swift before I feel confident using him over a player like Jacobs. All right, receiver question, PPR League, DJ Moore against the Saints or Robert Woods against the Bears? Woods, no question, pretty easy. 
Uh, let's see. What else we got here? I think I saw a quarterback question. Stafford or Tannehill? Who do you like this week? Oh, uh, let's use. I'm, you know what? I'm using Matt Stafford against that Falcon secondary. Uh, any, any other good one? Or you want me to go to the calls here? Uh, why don't you go to the calls right. here? I think we've pretty much rounded out Twitch. So there you go. On Twitch, you can always uh, watch us on Twitch, ESPN 1000 Chicago, and uh, check out the chat room there. Tyler is monitoring that. And I will uh, happily answer those questions as well. Or on Twitter, at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. Let's go to Chad. I'm sorry, Tom. Tom, you're in Lockport. What's up, Tom? What's happening, Jeff? Love the show. Thanks, man. I, I have uh, C.D. Lamb against Washington or T. Higgins against the Browns. I'm just worried about the matchup. Sure. Um, yeah, I think I would still... Yeah. No. It's a PPR. I know. Yeah, the, that's exactly what I saw there, Tom. And, and in the PPR, I think I'm going to go with T. Higgins there. Uh, it's too hard for me right now to, with any certainty, understand who the Cowboys are going to use. Now, I, I'll admit that... You know, C.D. Lamb, C.D. Lamb, even the production at this point, Higgins is right on par with what C.D. Lamb's done. So I would personally, in the PPR, use Higgins. I, I just feel safer about his role in their offense. Even though I just talked about A.J. Green, I feel like T. Higgins is in a spot now where he's really, um, you know, the, even if it's three receivers, even if we're talking about Boyd and Green and Higgins, I think they, they throw so much at this point where I feel okay using Higgins. And with Lamb, I'm just, you know, now you're just guessing whether or not that it's a it's an absolute tire fire over in Dallas, you know. So things are getting a little weird. Andy Dalton as your quarterback, uh, no thanks. I'll go with uh, Higgins. Awesome man, thanks for the voice. No problem. Let's try. I did say Chad, so let's go to Chad in Gary. What's up, Chad? Hey, um, thanks for the Boston Scott advice the other day. No cap hung up on me. Oh, um, damn cap. <laughs> no problem, Chad. I'm glad. I'm glad the Boston Scott uh, advice worked out. Worked out. Yes. Really so that means my last slot, Giovanni Bernard, DeAndre Swift, or um, Gibson in Washington. All right. So I'm not using Gibson. I'm concerned right now the way J.D. McKissick has been worked in. It's certainly the Cowboys matchup looks really good. But, um, you know, if it's not, it's not a PPR, I see. So I think I would use uh, DeAndre Swift, believe it or not, even though I've been kind of bad-mouthing him. Um, Bernard, for me, I talked about him earlier in the show as yeah. well, Chad. But for, for me, Bernard's kind of a, if you're kind of, you know, either dealing with injuries or some buys that have been problematic for you. Again, uh, the uh, old PSA that I used to play, reminding you of the bye weeks that's kind of gone out the window because of COVID, because now we have all these uh, unexpected buys, so I don't want to throw people off. But remember, Colts, Dolphins, Vikings, and Ravens are all on bye this week. So I would use DeAndre Swift in that situation, um, Chad. Uh, feel better about him than uh, Antonio Gibson right now. All right. Few more minutes for you here on ESPN 1000, the fantasy football show with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. talking about all the latest fantasy football information that you need to know. And we still haven't hit the Monday nighter, the big one, Bears Rams. What's the latest uh, in regards to injury news in the Rams backfield? We'll talk about that next. The Fantasy Football Show is back with the guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. He's listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's 312-332-3776. This is The Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. First and goal is the two. Henderson with the carry, fighting for the goal line, and he's in for the touchdown. And the Rams have likely just salted away a 2-0 start 
with a win on the road. Daryl Henderson listed as questionable. Looks good to go for tomorrow night's showdown in Los Angeles at SoFi against the Bears. Bears and Rams, we are talking about it all day tomorrow, no doubt, here on ESP 1000 throughout the entirety of the day. I will have the post-game show for you starting as soon as the game ends for three hours along with Howard Griffith as we do after every Bears game. And I'm sure that uh, Fred Hubner and Brian Hanley will dip their toe in the Bears-Rams water a little bit right after this show's over. They're starting at 9 o'clock. They're here today from 9 to 11. So make sure you uh, check them out, Fred and Brian. And uh, also, how will, I, I have to imagine that they will talk about last night's World Series game. What a finish. My goodness. That was pretty sweet. If you missed it, Brett Phillips comes Brett Phillips comes up with the game winning hit in walk-off fashion in the bottom of the ninth as uh some uh some interesting defensive or let's say some lack of defensive uh plays on the final hit there. Uh just uh just a just a hell of a play to end it, but the entire game was awesome. So, we will have Game 5 tonight here on ESP 1000. Coverage starts at 6.30, so if you're looking for the World Series while you're driving around tonight, we have it for you right here on ESPN 1000. Um, but yes, Daryl Henderson, I mentioned there, he's kind of uh, stepped in and kind of become the featured back as as much as you can be in 2020, what I, you know, considered a featured back because nobody's really, there's very few featured backs who take the, you know, Outside of Christian McCaffrey and a couple of others, there's always some type of rotation. Well, Daryl Henderson's kind of stepped in, listed as questionable, but he looks good to go. So if you're consider- if you were concerned about it, it looks like he is uh, going to be okay and available for the Rams. But I will say it is a tough matchup for uh, for them against the Bears. So if you wanted to just uh, shy away from it and use somebody today, I can completely understand and I would feel fine co-signing most players if you just want to play it safe. Let's try. Let's go to Dave, who is in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. What's up, Dave? Hey, Jeff. Good morning. Hey, uh, you kind of answered my uh, one of my questions earlier uh, about Breeze and Stafford with Sanders and Thomas being out. Yeah. I'm going to fly with Stafford. Um I do need one of these three receivers in a uh, PPR, Boyd, Fuller, and DJ Moore. Yeah, I think, Dave, uh, I feel safer with Boyd, but you know what? I've been reluctant to give out Will Fuller most weeks, and I think it's finally time where you have to say, you know what? Will Fuller, for four weeks in a row now, has scored a touchdown, and he's been, you know, he's he's done enough for you in fantasy football, more than enough in most cases. So I think at this point, if I'm a Will Fuller owner, I pro- I feel probably like I need to get him into the lineup most weeks now just because he's got he's one of the few wide receivers in 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 the league who's got that blow up potential that can almost single-handedly win you a week. You know what I mean? He's done it on multiple occasions and this year he's been a little bit more uh you know somebody you can count on on a week to week basis because of the the uh, absence of DeAndre Hopkins. So Dave, at this point I have a hard time not starting Will Fuller and I finally it, again I've been reluctant, but I finally kind of come around on him. So I would use Will Fuller. Let's try is that is it Haas or Haas in Forest Haas. Park? What's up Haas? Hey Jeff. Hey Jeff, I'm in a predicament. Yes. I got a lot of good, I got a lot of good receivers. But Evans has been a disappointment. He has. Yeah. So I got Lockett going and McLaren and Evans. Okay. And I have to sit I have to sit one of them. 
Yeah. So McLaurin for me is almost a must start. There's very few situations where I would not start Terry McLaurin. uh, Terry McLaurin. So, and against the Cowboys, there's no way you're not using him. And then, you know what? I can understand wanting to bench Mike Evans, um, especially PPR. And, you know, the, 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 the thing is with the Seahawks is that their defense has really just made it um, you know, so enticing to use any, whether it's DK Metcalf, Lockett, and obviously Russ is always a start. So I think I would use Lockett and McLaurin, and I would actually put Evans on the bench. I feel okay with that. Okay, that's what I did on that. Now, the other thing is I have the Rams, and I have also Pittsburgh. All right, so, and yeah, go ahead. I was going to bench Pittsburgh and go with the Rams. So, you know what, I can understand, and a lot of times I will say, Haas, that uh, I do like, um, you know, picking on bad quarterbacks. And unfortunately, I'm of the belief that Nick Foles, and when you're playing against him in fantasy, is one of those bad quarterbacks who will give your defense an opportunity. But the Steelers' defense is just, um, I, let me say this. I guess if, if, as long as you can't get hurt, like by your defense, because it really depends on your scoring system. It's different in, in lots of leagues. If your if your defense cannot hurt you with the amount of points they give up, okay, maybe I would use the Rams in that situation because I think Nick Foles presents the opportunity for more interceptions and pick sixes uh, than the Titans do because of the offense that they run. So in that situation, if you're looking for who's more likely to score score a touchdown, I would play the Rams this week. But if you want just a safer play, then the Steelers would be would be the one I'd go with. Let's try Don and Joliet. Hey, Don, what do you got? Hey, uh, Jeff, hey, uh, you have the best uh, fantasy show in uh, Chicago. really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Don. I appreciate it. Um, I, I, have, I need one for a PPR flex, um, running back James Robinson, DJ Shark, or Christian Kirk. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say I would still, in this situation, use James Robinson, Don. I like DJ Shark, but, uh, um, and Kirk's not even an option for me, but... Uh, for me, Chark's been banged up a little bit this year, and Robinson gets so much volume, you have to use him. All right, quickly, I'll run through the last ones on the board here, but you can always reach me on Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. I'll try, as, I'll try to answer as many as I can before uh, the games kick off today. TJ, Tej, all time always calls, wants to know Jared Goff or Andy Dalton. Let's go with Andy Dalton, actually, believe it or not. I don't want to try and go up against that Bears defense if I don't have to. Justin in Elk Grove wants to know Bernard, Kelly, or Latavius Murray. Justin, I would go ahead and use Gio Bernard in that situation. Grandma Jerry, I don't know who that is or what that means, but Grandma Jerry, sorry, I couldn't get you on to uh, kind of probe that. We've got uh, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Jamichael Hasty or Juju Smith-Schuster, he needs two. I would go ahead and use uh, Juju and Ayuk. All right, folks, that will do it for me. Thanks for listening. Thanks to my man Tyler Aki for pushing the buttons today. Stick around. Fred Hubner and Brian Hanley are up next here on ESPN 1000.